maybe it's like meditating. Maybe it is taking a moment, like five minutes in your day to just literally go sit in the quiet and in the dark. Or just finding sitting in the shower. I think for me, you guys just said that so naturally. I've never <laughs> sat in the shower. Are you kidding? I no. sit in the shower. It's so therapeutic. <laughs> Eight out of ten times. Why take a bath when you can just sit in the shower? I cannot. I'm like so grateful for you know, someone. That, that, sound, that sounds like an album title. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 189. You clicked on it. You <laughs> saw what it was titled. We are talking introspection with our friend Taylor Emmaus tonight. Drum roll for Taylor Emmaus. Hello. Who likes lots of attention. I was like, no. loves to be perceived. Oh, the best. <laughs> We're staring intensely it. at Taylor Mayus <laughs> right now. <laughs> Taylor Mayus has been our friend for about a year and a half. Year and a half, two Almost years. Two years. Yeah. Who's to say we met via this youth ministry that we do, Rebel? Yeah. When did when did you guys first connect? And I'm assuming. Uh, October 2020. I think so. <laughs> Y'all started twenty. What's your memory of that first encounter? I, I mean, I I got a I got a text from McKaylee because she kept sending me people to meet with, and she was like, "Don't sleep on this person." Like, like oh, it was great. Yeah, Literally, it was like McKaylee like, like set person. up the entire meeting, yeah. and then it was like I think most of the time we just talked about. I don't even know. I think we honestly, I think we talked about t- Taylor Swift and Kanye. You and me? Part of, yeah, that I think we're part of it. Brand for both yeah. of you. Because you were like, yeah, like you're qualified, like whatever, like tell mm-hmm. me about yourself. And it was just like mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. chill. I actually think I remember you calling me or texting me and be like, there's someone who loves music and they do videos and all this yeah. stuff and they're going to be a rebel and we talk music. And I was like, but oh, it was cool. also somebody that seemed to have a passion for youth ministry and spoke very eloquently about that and just seemed to be right on the same wave as us, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Michaela was totally right. I was like, this is an impressive person. An impressive person. An impressive person. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so here we are a year and a half, two years later, and we are out here in the thick of ministry and also friendship and life. Heck and yeah. I would say ministry and revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, honestly, probably more revolution yeah. than ministry, hopefully. It's not. I mean, we, tr- we, 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 we will Otherwise, someday. possibility. We will someday hey. have to do a whole episode on Affirming Youth Ministries because we haven't done that. I was like, thinking that, actually. Someday. I was like, we should do that soon. Yeah, just to let our someday. audience know. <laughs> someday. <laughs> that is a rare mace all out singing moment. Oh, I have not seen God. that in a while. Are you doing Kanye? Someday. That was so bad. It was so good. Don't say it's bad because I'm working on my singing confidence. But the, the beautiful thing about that is they're both very intentionally off key on that. So there is no key to find. Thank you. You know, they're Thank both you. screaming out, you know. But is I'm it counterpoint? Hit the red down, everybody. Someday. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is it really off key, though, or is it just counterpoint or counter melody? No, I think they're intentionally just kind of screaming out and blurting out and and then they have a singer uh oh seven shakes who comes in and sings some stuff at the end i think i did a great job yeah. <laughs> props props someday 
<laughs> so, um, Taylor Mayus, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? We know you, but the audience doesn't. Um, what, what, how, how do you introduce wait, yourself? Do you yourself want my elevator pitch? Yeah, yeah. Elevator pitch? <laughs> yes, please. Elevator pitch. It's, it's, a, it's a pitch. I was and trying a to combine like spiel. No, and that's what we are all about creating new words. So spitch. Let's propose it. Let's put it out into the universe. Yes. If anybody has any thoughts about yes. that, speech let's pitch. Yes. A speech pitch. Because oh. we've been saying. Yes. Uh, Glenn Doyle Melton and Brene Skyded. Brown said skited. <gasps> it's it's oh. excited and scared. Mm-hmm. So skited. And this is uh, spitch. Yeah, spitch. Give us that spitch. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. Whoop, whoop. I'm a Southerner, but not really a Southerner. Um, I am a black biracial queer woman. Love it. And it kind of, it's so funny because it's like not that important to my life. In terms of like, I think about it all the time, but it definitely is like how I experience the world and like see the world and why I do what I do. And so super passionate about kids and keeping their imagination and creativity alive and honestly just keeping them alive (laughs) and like letting them believe in their potential and like that they can dream despite what the world tells them. And so currently in seminary, hopefully we'll eventually become a teacher. And yeah, I do music, done it forever. Big artsy fartsy person. <laughs> You've done an amazing job with this pitch. This Thank you. Pitch. That's a pitch. Thank you. No, you know, it, I mean, I, I really would want people to know, and I guess you know too. It's like you are a person who very um, has a good assessment of themselves. Thank you. You, you. you never like talk yourself down and you don't talk yourself up too much, but you will say, I'm good at making documentaries yeah. and I'm a good musician. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm used to hearing people say that kind of thing. And I'm like, whatever somebody that talks like that is not or someone that's like oh yeah i'm not very good at it yeah yeah totally so like taylor mace was like i was thinking that was the first time we were talking it was like i I make documentaries i'm an artist i was like okay yeah right well we'll see i mean everybody says that sort of thing i'm like the first time you led worship for something or played your guitar i was like oh it's real. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. So Scott's also saying he doesn't believe people. I don't believe it. I, I, I mean, I, it's just a funny thing. There's so many people that say that. I mean, if somebody's willing to go out of their way to say they're good at something, most of the time it, 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 they're not is my experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's just the people I've interacted with in my life. I mean, I would agree with that. I think a lot yeah. of people are trying to like talk themselves up into like believing that they're better at something than they actually are. Mm-hmm. But I think at least for me, that grandiose self comes in. Hey. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, one, I've always done it. And so it doesn't seem like this, like, extra amazing thing about me. I'm like, no, like, I grew up in a house with, like, a bunch of instruments. Like, it was kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. It was like, I got put in dance class when I was two and a half. I didn't really have, like, a choice. I'm like, yeah. same with the camera. It just got put in my hands. And it's not to, like, understate it, but it's just always been there. And so I'm like, if it's always been a part of your life, then it is just you in many ways too. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, this is me. I also own very much the things I'm really bad at. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't try to like hide it. I'm, I'm a very no bullshit person. Like I, that's what's the nice. point? Nice. That's really refreshing. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a Southern thing or a family thing or just a Taylor Mayes thing or what? Probably more of a me thing and a family thing. Yeah. I would say. Okay. You you are very tied to your family in a very intimate way. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's fun. 
in some ways. <laughs> but in some ways. It's we like, are all tied to our families. Yes. But yes. There's a very strong like emotional tether yeah. to my family. And it's sweet. Yeah. And I mean, complicated. Oh, yeah. as it is <laughs> yeah. for everyone. Um, but like my dad is equally as bold and equally as blunt. And most of my family is because they're in the military. And so they're very just like intense people. And so it comes across that way. And so I think there's also like this balance of like being really serious and being really silly mm-hmm. that I feel like I've also adopted. And so there isn't like an assurance. No, you were just, I, I think that those two words are the best words. Some of the best words to describe you is like full silly Full series. You toggle back and forth pretty quickly sometimes. I'm like, oh. A new oh, form of code silly. switching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Code switching. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's silly Taylor Mace right now. Okay, oh, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, serious Taylor Mace has arrived. Mm-hmm. And we we got we broke them. Which they are, are silly. <laughs> 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 They've been broken. Yep. Yep. That comes across first when I do worship of like I'm usually like like okay, here's the song. And then it's like always depressing and yeah. super sad. Then I'm like, ha ha ha. ha. Yay. Nay. Jokes. And no more depression. Ha ha. And I'm like, depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, Moses Semney singing a song. This song's about death. Well, yay, yay death. death. Yay death. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. It me. It me. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, thinking about the fact that you just chose introspection. Yeah. That feels like the ultimate no small thing vibe because I think what happens a lot of times with guests is we are usually the ones that sort of seek out someone and say, we know you're known for this sort of topic. Could you come talk about it? And it's like, you just chose introspection. I said, I texted you. I said, Taylor Mays, pick a topic. Introspection. That's cool. It's It's so fun that we haven't done it. I know. Yeah. And I'm honestly surprised. I was like, same. How, how have you not done this? Like this kind of like your entire introspection. The closest one? No, what's the opposite? Extrospection? Uh, is there? Is <laughs> Outrospection? There perception? Perception? Egoism? Egoism. I'm looking up antonyms. Keep talking. Antonyms for introspection. Word, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just like we're obviously not looking inward. We're looking outward to the universe. I, I All that to say is I think no small thing is typically the opposite of introspection, but maybe not because we're doing defense mechanisms. The also. opposite of introspection? I completely. No, I, I, the entire, uh, your entire yeah. thing. Yeah. I think, like, no, I think it's back and forth. Introspection <laughs> is like looking internal inside at yourself, right? That's yes. what I think. Yeah, so I, but I think. It requires like <laughs> a self-reflexive like exercise of like you're not just like talking about something or like spitballing it, but you're like. Reflecting on the specific thing and then putting it out that's into true. the world. I'm I just saying, when we're talking about chips, self analysis. Like self analysis? That's, that's the synonym. That's yeah. the synonym, right. Mm-hmm. I think that that is our brand every other episode. Okay, it's a back and forth, though. Right. Because it's looking Balance. outward to cereal. Right, but then we, we but breakfast. We, not to argue it here, but also it's like oh, no argue it. Let's go. Here we are. This we'll this little up. dispute is a no small is no small thing. When hey. we when we get into something like breakfast, it's like in, it's it's kind of self-indulgent. I mean, we say that's the word. It's like, what is our take on breakfast? It's our analysis of breakfast. It's I'm personal. Really mad, I'm really mad yeah. at you right now. For, um, okay. For with me I can't find <laughs> any actual antonyms, actually. So um, there's no antonyms on thesaurus.com. Maybe there doesn't have to be an opposite. What? Yeah, there's yeah, maybe We're gonna, don't, Let's not get hyper-focused You're on right, that ADD. Not, I mean, like, not, uh, this is a problem. Let's We're all out here yet. with our ADD tendencies. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mace is like, not me. Don't lump me in that group. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm fine to be in the group, but I just don't I think it's true. 
<laughs> you just feed off our energy. That's more of what it is. Right, it's not actually right. you. So I mean, now that this is pulled up, though. It's pulled up. Should I read the synonyms for introspection? Please. Why that not? seems Please. fun. And but I might even read the definition. All right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> whoa, 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 Prepare whoa. Prepare yourselves for a sermon, Hold everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Um, okay, so the synonyms are contemplation, mm-hmm. meditation, reflection, scrutiny, soul-searching, and then we're getting into the, like, further away synonyms are right. brooding and egoism. Okay, there it is. Brooding. Wow. I can see us all brooding in our own way sometimes. Oh, for yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the definition is observation or examination of one's own mental and emotional state, mental processes, the act of looking within oneself. Selves. Selves? Multiplicity. One self. Uh, yeah, I but, did say self, but I did read self. But would you would you read the ans- the synonyms again? I would love to read the synonyms because again. picture this picture this picture these words being on a giant no small thing poster. No contemplation, meditation, <laughs> reflection, scrutiny, <laughs> scrutiny, and just no. scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> self examination. Listen Soul to Seattle's number one podcast. Soul searching. Brooding. Ah. Brooding. That's it. This Egoism. is us. <laughs> there it is. Part of it. it does sound like it's describing no small thing. <laughs> oh, wait. There's more. Introversion. Radiation. Self absorption. Hey. Thought. Dang. Wow. That's it. This is Heart no small searching. thing. Heart searching. Self observation. Self questioning. I feel like this is no small I thing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Put it on a poster. I feel like it'd be an art project. It's almost as if I know you. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on you a poster. Put it on a poster. Okay, so what what made you want to t- talk about introspection? <laughs> well, I was like, I could talk about something I'm interested in. I could talk about some part of my life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to do that. And so what is like a quality about myself that I like really strongly identify with? Dang. And then I like went through like all these things. I was like, the one that has <clears throat> taken the longest for me to like accept is that I'm an incredibly introspective person. Mm that there are all of these like quiet and heavy quotes, like quiet personality traits that I'm like, yeah, I'm also very introverted. I'm also like relatively shy to start out with. And I like, like being alone and like being in like very like calm places. And I like being in my head, but I don't like intellectualizing my thoughts because I'm an empath and like oh, all of those boy. things boy. that That's took me nuance right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Took me forever to accept, and now I'm just like, I'm an adult. I'm like, great, this is me. This is me. This is real. <laughs> this is, I'm loving this musical episode. What? Oh, yes. What, was that the greatest showman or whatever? What was that? No. This is me. What is that? That is a, that, that is a right. yeah. I think it's a Demi Lovato song. No, you're naming, oh, this like, this is, is like, like okay. young pop. This is going to yeah. turn into, like, you're, name you're that too, tune. You're too old for this, Scott. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm an old head. Uh, <laughs> have you read the book, Quiet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have not read the book. <laughs> you brought it up. I literally read it and like you read the book. Uh, it was a game changer for me. Yeah, I read it in sixth grade and I was like, I, I no, this isn't me. You read it in no. I'm a cool grade. extrovert. Well, listen now. Yeah. When you have parents who work at a university and your sister is very intellectual forever, I'm gonna get handed some weird books. Yeah, and so I think she read it for her English class actually, and that tells you a lot about our education upbringing. But like she read it, <laughs> and then I think I was like, I picked it up, and I was like. Mm, I don't identify with this because forever I was always described as like being really loud. And I was like, now I kind of name that as like, I'm loud volume wise. And I think I have a loud personality, but I myself am not 
loud, like, how I exist in the world. I'm pretty, like, subdued, I would say. This I'm is where I think there we're, we're naming lots of categories here. Because one of the synonyms was introversion. Mm-hmm. Which we have had an episode on introversion and extroversion. Go check it out. And ambiversion. Mm-hmm. Which I really do think we're... If we're all multiple selves, I do think we just have different self-states that emerge. We have like an introvert self-state that emerges, an extrovert self-state, an ambivert, whatever. But I do think there's an interesting distinction that you're naming of like, because I think you are a, I don't think large personality would be the right word, but like strong, intense, present, like present. Your presence is noticed when you are somewhere. Mm -hmm. And also, so it's like, that doesn't take away from being an introvert, which I think is an interesting thing of like, I've always been like, I'm pretty outgoing, mm-hmm. but I also have a introvert sometimes tendency. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is this like this combination of things. Yeah. I think I'm very like, well now I can be say it's like ADHD, but I get really sucked into one thing and like really hyper-focused on stuff. And a lot of times it's people. And I think maybe that's more of like, I was going to say maybe it's a trauma response, but I think I've done it my entire life mm. in a lot of ways of just like wanting another person to like feel seen and feel heard because I felt like I wasn't a lot of the time. And so if I can make another person feel that way, then like that's what matters. And I think that how you express yourself, whether it's verbally or non-verbally, communicates a lot about like who you are and like what you believe and how you exist in the world. And it's important to be attuned to that because you will learn. I think you will learn more about someone not by talking to them, but just like watching them in a very non-creepy way, but just like watching how, like how someone holds their body when they're talking. Ooh. How often are they moving yeah, in like, their what seat? What am I doing? <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> like how often are they looking away? Like when do they make eye contact? Is it something when like they believe it to be like super true or is it something where it's like, it's really hard to say. And so they're trying to like make sure they say it a certain way, like Dang. all of those kinds of things, which requires to be, introspective because <laughs> if I'm going to do that for another person, I'm, I'm going to let them do that for me. And so I know when to like let my walls down. Yeah. And then I also know when to put my walls up. Oh my goodness. You Big always, you, 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 I mean, there's some similarities between the two of you in, in the sense of like, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm about to say here. I, I, I do think that, uh, I have some, interesting thoughts sometimes but I, I don't i don't consider myself eloquent and both of you when i'm listening i'm like dang this is like a, an edited book and it's just coming out straight out good and well it's <laughs> funny you say that because yeah. one of the other things i've been told my entire life is that i'm a verbal processor and i've been like no and so when you said like it feels like an edited book i am like a very strict journaler Okay. And so, like, oh, interesting. I like I literally go through a journal every three or four months. Wow. And so I'm like always writing. And so when I say something, it's because I have already processed it and like literally written it down. That's amazing. And so then I'm like, I can say it in a way, which is why I'm like, when people are like, oh, like you're very like when you're like I don't know how to receive yeah. when you say like I'm a very eloquent speaker and like everything you say is really hard hitting. I'm like, I mean. I've just like thought about it. There's people in my life and I'm listening and I would even consider them smart and we're Mm. verbally processing. And I, I think both Mason and I, our whole thing is like inviting people to verbally process. I'm a verbal processor. Yeah. You need to have it all figured out right now. But like, so I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, you're getting there. You don't know. You don't, you don't have it all figured out right now, which is fine. 
I don't understand what you're talking about, you know. But like when I'm listening to you, I'm like, I understand completely. This is good stuff. <laughs> I'm curious about the journaling. What mm-hmm. is your journal format? Oh, literally everything. Um, <laughs> Every format. <laughs> Every format, all the time, all the things. I have different kinds of journals, which is going to sound really strange. Like I have, like my written journals, I have one that's an art journal. And I have one that's like stream of consciousness, like brain dumping or like summarizing my day. And then I use like my, like the Apple notes app to just like jot down random ideas. And then I use Evernote for like songwriting, which I view as a form of journaling. Totally. And then I literally have seven gigabytes of voice memos on my phone Amazing. because I'll just like start talking. This and is just a, like, this is multiple. that. Heck yeah. It's like different parts of yourself getting expressed in different formats. Well, it, these are all like, uh, like tangible forms of introspection. Mm-hmm. Like this is, yeah. this is cultivating a practice of introspection. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, was there a point where you were like felt that you needed to be more introspective, or was it just something that comes natural to you, or what? Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I haven't thought about that before. This has not been journaled. There I will say, I will say something while this. you're thinking. It's like, yeah, this we, we got Taylor Mays. This has not been journaled about before. <laughs> That's our goal for tonight. Um, I would say I would say there's certain parts of my personality. It's it's always there there's certain things that I feel like are always being ironed out. Hmm. And people have certain things that they enjoy about me at this stage of my life as a 42 year old that I feel like are enjoyable because certain unsavory qualities have been ironed out mm. and, and, <laughs> and, uh, yes, iron them out. <laughs> Yummy. I know. And uh, I think even something really recently that I keep keeps coming up is the impact I have on people. Like mm. I'm just, I'm just, I feel like I'm just talking and I'm not saying anything threatening but i keep i keep seeing that i got coming across as threatening <laughs> including in conversations with mason and i'm like all right this is this is the one that that the universe is bringing to my attention <laughs> this is this is the wrinkle <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank mm-hmm. you so that's the current <laughs> mace is mm-hmm. passing it over to me to be worked on oh my gosh <laughs> here's an iron yeah but but, but I, I i i think i would have said and this could be a developmental thing too it's like i don't know if i was introspective until my mid to late twenties. I, I, I would not, I was not, I don't know. It's really trippy to be in a different headspace than you were when you were in your twenties, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. certain things were being brought to my attention yeah. through marriage. Usually yeah. <laughs> like, Oh crap. I, I need to think of this. I mm. need to work on this. I need to process this. And yeah. I was just giving you some time to think and journal <laughs> in your head. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think both of my parents are incredibly introspective people. Mm. Um, And my sister's introspective, but in a very different way, in a very more, will be introspective and internalize things, but won't ever like put it back out into the world. And so it's very different. Um, And so because of that, like when you're raised in that kind of environment and you're like invited into having your own thoughts and being able to form that, that definitely changes it. But I think I I probably, like, my own, like, concrete kind of, like, dating of being, like, introspective, I think was probably like seven or eight years old. And it was because I was 
a dancer and that's when like things started to get like more serious and I was like taking more classes and whatever. And that was a physical release of things and dance. Like I have a very physical relationship to the world and that's why I always have like tangible things and like, yeah, I'm a very physical person. And Mm -hmm. so like that only did so much for me. And so I, that was a great way of processing like really intense emotions that I felt and just like moving my body. But then there were these other things that I would like think about of like, Oh, like what was this person in class thinking or how did, why did they respond this way? Or like, why did I pick this book? Or like, why couldn't I like take mine out today? And like, why did I not want my snack? And like all those like little things that, excuse me, like I def- that's when I started journaling too. Mm. I literally, the first thing I packed when I moved to Boston, I packed all my journals. Wow. Because it's just like. Gotta have them. I gotta have them. You know, like in, if there was a fire, the first thing I would grab are my journals. You go back and reread them? Oh, weekly. Oh. Ah! I, I honestly, I just have to say, I don't think I've ever journaled. So I'm so sorry for you. It's kind of a journal. It's a form of journaling, and I guess that's recent. It's a form of tangible introspection, Scott. It's, a, it's actually Mace. It's a form of tangible introspection. So, <laughs> <laughs> I it's what this is bringing up for me is a curiosity around, like, because I consider myself whatever introspective, but I'm also consider myself very self conscious. Mm. And I think that that's something where it's uh, being self-aware, self-analyzing, all of these words we're using to describe introspection are so cl- close to tipping over to self-consciousness. Yeah. Like being too aware or mm-hmm. being like nervously or anxiously aware. Because I think that's my journey to introspection is mm-hmm. like overthinking everything I do and needing to reflect on it internally because it's from an anxious place. Yeah. And it's interesting because it doesn't seem like it's come from an anxious place for you. Oh, I think it turned into anxiety. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't think it, I don't think that was like the stimulus of it. I think eventually, (laughs) listen, at this point in time, I think I'm every single Enneagram because everyone says I'm a different number and I'm like, yeah, I'm complex. I mean, you're probably a nine. That's exactly what Daniel said. I have Um, to find this meme. Keep talking. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think it like turned into anxiety but it wasn't out of self. Okay, if you like view self consciousness about this, can get real deep. Please, um, Let's like do it. being conscious of yourself. Yes. Rather than self consciousness out of insecurity. Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. never I like in that. that. I don't view myself as a very insecure person. Yeah. Maybe others would, but how I perceive myself is not that way. But I'm very yeah. conscious of like my like capital S self. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. There's an interesting thing of like self conscious or. Self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Conscious of self. Can you I tell th- I spend a lot of time around Buddhists? Yeah. Yeah. True. I feel like I that mean, is... You should say something about that. Yeah. Oh, that's, sure. That's important about who you are. Yeah. I yeah. guess I didn't say that in my introduction. Like, grew up very interfaith because of my mom's job. Um, and so because of that, the first school that I attended was an international school that was made up of 85% refugee families and then the rest were local families. Um, and so I was like in class with Rwandan and Bosnian refugees and just like a whole other host while also going to these different like conferences and events and lectures and whatever, and hang out with people who were like in my mom's office. And that was almost always, um, Tibetan Buddhist monks. Um, and so I spent so much of my childhood with them. And what's really crazy is that my dad, one of the like few photographs, of me that he always cries at 
mm. is one where I'm like playing with two um, two of the monks, and I'm just like I'm literally like four years old, and I'm like having a full fledged conversation with them, and it's just like great because for me there is like I like I generally think I'm like from East Asia in a previous life yeah. because the kind of like resonance that I had at such an early age being around Tibetans doesn't make sense because I had never been exposed to it before. And so there's something about their form of introspection, especially like monks in particular that I really resonate with. And then also I spent a lot of time around Middle Eastern Muslim and Jews. Mm -hmm. And that was always something they had a very kind of, I don't know, like rooted experience and a deeply spiritual relationship to the world, even if it wasn't about spirituality. And so I think that definitely influenced me. And I didn't think it was ever about religion or culture, but it was about like, how are they existing in the world? And it was always out of kindness and it was always out of peace. And it was always about like being aware of like who they are in relationship to other people and like mm. all of that. Love it. Perfect. There it is. Self consciousness of self. And then Mace wants to share a meme <laughs> that no one will see, but I it's know, fine. But I'll explain the meme yeah. after I show friends. Well, actually I'll explain the meme is, I think this is a raccoon, but it's a oh, yeah, white yeah. raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I have become too self-aware. Fuck, go back. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it is a raccoon realizing that's that. You. <laughs> this is, this is that's me. you. That is that's me. That is me right now. I'm like, too much self-analysis. No. Go back. Go back. <laughs> but, I seem, but I I am like, there is a different kind of grounding to this around peace. Yeah. Kindness towards self, curiosity around self, which brings me to a question that I have. Mm. We mm. are a curiosity podcast. Indeed. And Scott and I always talk about this idea of like, we hope to be journeyers and help provide tools for folks who are trying to be lesser mm-hmm. and more curious. Mm-hmm. And do you have any thoughts around a, how introspection relates to curiosity and then B what are some tools towards being more introspective slash curious? Those are great questions. The setup. Mace. The setup. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> I'm here. I, I live in a, a bubble asking questions. Oh, <laughs> you need a question asked to you. I'm here. <laughs> um, rephrase your first question or just restate it. How do you see curiosity and introspection ah, in relation? Yes. Oh, yes. That's good. I don't think that you can be curious about the world if you haven't been curious about yourself. And to me, that's what introspection is. Mic drop. <laughs> this is what Scott would say. It's worth worth the price of admission. Worth the price of admission for just that statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, if you... I think I'm very... I care about personal agency. And so if you have not been able to be curious about yourself and like why you think or feel the things that you do or like why like something is your core motivation in life or like whatever or like why do you like this color it doesn't have to like be like this deep like meaning quest like no like can it sometimes be like door the explorer where like the answer is like right next to you you know right um (laughs) but I think that if you're truly going to be curious about the world, you're doing it because there is something within yourself that you're trying to make sense of, of what's around you. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> so that's my answer. I, I feel like it plays into this whole thing that you were saying earlier about watching somebody's body posture and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. 
it's like um, being curious about yourself or introspection. I mean, I I really do think being fairly connected to Mesa's program over the years, there is a there is a go back element to this. <laughs> like it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, but most people aren't there. Most people Mm-mm. aren't invited to be that introspective. Well, I think most people aren't doing that or invited to it because they don't know how to ask why questions. Yeah, about anything, let alone themselves. And like mm-hmm. curiosity is like it's not just like what is this, but like why? Why? Yeah, yeah. And now I'm thinking of that vine of like the 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 pressure's like why 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 <laughs> like to wow. me that's like the definition of introspection. There's so many good memes. I wish there was a way to. to I mean, this is like something probably for the metaverse and Mark Zuckerberg. But I'm j- very much joking. But like, if you could just <laughs> are you really though? think? Are you though? If you could sense the memes I'm thinking about in real time, feel the memes. <laughs> but you know, this idea of let, let me let me see what it feels like to go on a tangent for a second with the with the three Let's of us. Let's see how it feels. Let's see. What we'll just fun. go down this. Well, this is something I keep thinking about with Christianity, of. It's almost set up in some circles. I have to say, I always have these catch these like little disclaimers. Say traditional versions of Christianity, evangelical <laughs> Christianity, certain iterations of Christianity. I'm not saying obviously all Christianity, but like maybe certain versions. Uh, I appreciate particular that. versions I was growing up with. But it's like it's it's almost set up to say. Don't be introspective. Yeah, totally. It is. It is set up to be like you're automatically a sinner, but like when I try, I, I'm I'm in a place right now these days where I'm like almost gaslighting myself by by going on these these conservative Christian Instagram accounts and debating people. I'm like a, it's like very uh, sadomasochistic. Or whatever. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm like uh, it is, and it creates a part of you that argues with people. That I'm like, who are you arguing yeah. with? And and it's just so funny where I'm like, I want to interrogate why somebody finds a particular belief compelling. Because mm. it's not that you, it's, it's, uh, we, we can go into certain realms. We can say, okay, we're having a theological discussion of if we are all born sinners and we're all destined for hell. Okay, Augustine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, and then, and then part of me wants to say, what is it about you that is gravitating towards that belief? Ooh. Why do you like that so much? Money. Okay, Mesa's raised their hand. I, the other day, so, so clearly I've gone too introspective. I've, I've, I've <laughs> go gone, back. I've gone into some ah. kind of void, whatever. Wow. I'm finding Why? my way out. But, but I, the other day, cause I'm, you're like, I want to get into those head spaces. I recently, I think I found myself in therapy saying, I remember when it was just, you're a sinner, and that made sense. (laughs) 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 And that was clear. Especially for you. (laughs) I'm a sinner. Because I have to. Wait, you have to grapple now with some inherent goodness? No, exactly. No. No. (laughs) You're a sinner. I have such an I'm a bad person narrative. Oh, I bet that played to you so well. It was just like, thank you. The answers. I've known it all along. I was like, yes, finally. This is the. I'm no. a sinner. No. <laughs> Must wear modest clothing. Mm. I knew it. <laughs> I will read the Bible, I swear. <laughs> Dang, no, that's big so facts it was for you. Like, yeah. So it was. I, I, I'm now I'm like, okay, well, now I have to grapple that I am maybe potentially 
still I'm I, I wouldn't even say this but like heavy quotes still a bad person or deal with the <laughs> feeling of feeling like a bad person mm. and I can't have the answer of because you're a sinner yeah like, that's so nice took that little toy away from that's you. no it took away it took away the <laughs> the like clarity the yeah, certainty yeah dang. Mm. and mm-hmm. certainty mm-hmm. is as much as we're trying to be less certain and more curious certainty feels good yeah certainty in its moment in, in its raw moment feels good we are working with not a whole thing mm. but it feels good yeah yeah well to me i feel like if things are like certain or you feel like a degree of certainty about something it can either be like it can be a multitude of two things but i'll identify a few Yes. Um, yes. Like Professor Emmaus. <laughs> I did not like that. Take it back. Just tried it out. <laughs> I, was, I was being curious. I mean, now we know. <laughs> Projected. Um, like, if you're certain about something, maybe it's because you have done the introspective work to get to a point where you know yourself well enough that you don't have to question whether something feels right. Whoa. Right. But then you can have the other route that's like. I know nothing about the world or myself. And so I'm going to say, like, this is where I'm supposed to be and this mm-hmm, is what I'm supposed mm-hmm, to believe mm-hmm. and cling to that, which I think is, like, why people get hooked onto, like, ideologies and, like, religions and cults yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But also, not to bring it back to monks, but even, like, considering, like, traditional Christianity, this is just because I'm, like, in, a, like, a Christian history class right now, so yeah. I'm thinking about it, and I'm ready to brain dump it at some point. Um, like the You're I- holding a mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, the idea of, fuck, brain. Uh-oh. Fuck. Where was I going with this? Monks. Monks, certainty, curiosity. Church oh, history. Tr- like, the early, like, the Desert Fathers. Yeah. They were literally like, I don't agree with this institution, and I think that there's something more that we are supposed to understand and know. And so I'm going to go do the work in solitude and do the introspective work to find like, whether it was about self revelation of from God, or maybe it's self revelation from the self that we've been repressing for who knows how long, because Jesus died and we're still not removed from it because it's the desert fathers. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But like they were doing that work too. And that's like the root of like Christian mysticism and like all, and so many other like, Jewish mystic traditions, that's where it came from, that what if spirituality, the core of it is curiosity and introspection, but religion is certainty? Ah, that's what I think. You're saying it again. Mic drop? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Religion is certainty. Holy cow. Spirituality is introspection. (laughs) Oh, the Desert Fathers. Yeah, there was a, there was a, this is funny because. And mothers. And Mm -hmm. mothers. Yes. Don't forget the mothers. Good Yo, mothers. frick me up with some St. Teresa of Avila, no. Catherine of Serene. Yeah. I was going to say that. I forget, I forget the one, but like Pat loves this sort of thing. He's one of the leaders in our youth group, and he went off on this uh, this woman who, who achieved sainthood because she had a vision of Mary lactating in her face. Oh my God. <laughs> and yes. everybody's like, this is a beautiful. Yes. This is it, Satan. It actually might have been a man who had that. I don't know. But but all that to say. Um, gender's fake. Yeah, gender's fake. But gender <laughs> is real. That needs to be said. Gender. The, both and. The, the both and will play with it. The real and the unreal. Hey. Yeah. Ooh. I think. Okay. I'll, I'll come back to that. Continue, <laughs> Scott. There was a book I read in seminary. And I don't know if it was that great of a book, but it was a novel idea. So it's just 
sometimes it's like the idea is cool enough. Mm. You can finish the book and be like, yeah, cool book. The idea was interesting enough, but it was. No, sometimes I'm like, hey, <laughs> you wrote a whole book. This was an article. Yeah, yeah. This, this was, was an article. article. Yeah. You didn't need to write a book. Yeah. 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 Like Three paragraph thoughts. Could have been experiment. an abstract. Yeah. No, could have been an abstract. Yeah, yeah. Would have been wonderful. Yeah. Could have been a tagline. So you. the book was called Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. And uh, it was it was sort of a humanizing novel version of Jesus in the desert. You know, and it was yeah. like, it, it was, it was sort of like him going out to the desert and as, as sort of this naive, enthusiastic youth mm-hmm. and having conversations with God and yelling at the stars and the people around him that were seeing him. They're like, there comes that crazy guy again who keeps talking mm. to God. And he's like, there I'm out here. He goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there he goes. There it's Jesus in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a novel idea. Of like, it's Jesus in quarantine. <laughs> thinking about this sort of um, idealist young man out for 40 days in this spiritual journey. And, and like, I don't know, again, the human element to it. Mm-hmm. Like what we hear, oh, he went out 40 days. It's like. Well, what would that have been like, honestly? And so maybe he's just, going in. He's going in. He's going. He's introspective. Yeah, but 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 I think I think uh, to th- to I, when you when you st- when you said religion, it really made me think of that. It's like, mm. what's the premise of this whole thing? It's like when you say desert fathers, it's it's even Jesus was going out and being introspective mm-hmm. and. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, look, the, so the many idea with the whole thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the other things that I always think about, and this is like totally credit to my father, of like any time Jesus did anything, what did he do immediately after? He had right. a motherfucking drink and a meal, and then went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, or he went into the wilderness, or like. Went and took a break. Literally, the definition of "fuck this shit, I'm out." Like yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's literally everything that's that happens Jesus. after every fucking thing. Yeah. he is like, "Goodbye." Yeah, deuces. Can we follow you, Jesus? No. He's like, no. "Please don't." Please don't. Please don't. Do they wake him up in the middle of the night because they're freaking out, and he's like, "Okay, you guys, yeah. come on, calm yep. the storm. Let's go back to bed." Yeah. Yep. You know, this makes me think of as we're discussing. Because now here we are, where we're, Christianity has been evoked. Well, I've it's, been thinking about my Instagram debates. It's in the room. Oh. It's in the room. I read a book. I don't know if you read this book, Celebration mm-hmm. of Discipline. Nope. Super good. And I feel like it's almost, this would be, I would say, my personal, like, starting to become practiced introspection. Mm. It's a whole book on 12 spiritual disciplines. Nice. And it's prayer, it's meditation, it's fasting, it's solitude, it's... Uh, all different kinds of things. But I do feel like that is, because I also still want to go back to my original question of what Mm -hmm. are tools for being introspective. But I think you're even bringing up like spirituality itself is, it it feels like it's, uh, uh, it's both birthing introspection Mm. and introspection births spirituality. Mm. You know, like it's it's kind of cyclical thing happening there. Bank account full. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going back to my question of what tools. do you think are tools? I mean, tools, whatever word you want to use. Eight different platforms for journaling. Oh, Lord. I mean, you're not, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, and how do you do it safely? Therapy. Ooh, ooh dang. Facts. Therapy. <laughs> Um, if therapy is not accessible to you for whatever reason possible, 
I think finding a way to process in a way that is both like healthy, um, that also like resonates with yourself, right? So that could be journaling. For me, that is a very healthy form of processing that I feel safe in. Maybe it's going for a run and running until you work your shit That's out. That's your introspective play. You know? I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like, my sister's same way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, like, meditating. Maybe it is taking a moment, like, five minutes in your day to just literally go sit in the quiet and in the dark. Maybe or just finding... Sitting in the shower. Sitting in the shower. I think for me... You guys just said that so naturally. I've never <laughs> sat in the shower. Are you kidding? I no. sit in the shower. It's so therapeutic. Eight out of ten times. Why take a bath when you can just sit in the shower? I cannot... I'm, like, so grateful for you know, someone... That, that, sound, that sounds like an album title. <laughs> I take a bath Noted. Noted. Shower. I'll put it in my note. That is Please. specifically about album is. EP titles. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is about embodied practice. Mm. And so I won't like name, I don't know how to name specific things because it's all like based on the person. But I think part of it is like getting out of your head and doing it in a way that like turns into something that's generative. Not that your thoughts have to always bring forth something, but it's about getting out. Yeah. And for some people, getting out is sitting with your thoughts and then like timing it. And then just moving on. Some of it is like mm. putting it in a, on a piece of paper and doing a brain dump. Some of it is going to therapy. Some of it is like making music of like the most there. This is a like there's this whole myth that like musicians and performers are like super extroverted. Like not that like studies matter, but there was a study that was done by Pew Research Center a couple of like probably like over 10 years ago. So I don't know how accurate it is that said that the majority of performers are actually deeply introverted and deeply introspective. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they're making things as a way of processing. Yeah. Right. That there's a, I think all of those embodied practices, the core of it has to be vulnerability with the self. Ooh, you know? Vulnerability with the self. You know, maybe it's like the glorious first sip. Maybe that. Yeah. The glorious you know, first sip. Yeah, that's, glorious a, it's, a, it's a slow down, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, I think that is a moment of introspection of like, not to put you in the hot seat, but why do you feel like that's something Ooh, yeah. that you have to do? Taylor Mace is asking the questions now, Mace. Well, here it is. Did we do an entire episode on coffee? We did. We did do an entire yeah, episode yeah. on coffee. Go check it out. Which is where the glorious first It's first where it originated. Because I, I think in that episode we talked about, and it's true, this isn't maybe an introspective moment, more just a moment of just pure joy. Yeah. That fucking first sip of coffee is the best <laughs> Sip of coffee the you will get all day. And maybe the best sip of a drink you'll get all day. Yeah. Like fresh, warm, <laughs> right there, that first sip. It doesn't get better after that. There mm. is something where it's like you've had your first sip. It's not going to get better from here. And but, it's glorious. So maybe the best part of waking up is the glorious first sip. Yes. The best part yes. of waking up is the, the glorious first sip. Bing! <laughs> 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 that's a that's a melody. That's something. Folgers, Folgers, oh. but it's the glorious for a second. Copyright. It's the yeah. copyright. There is something. Uh, this is going to be taken down. Is this a public domain? Demonetized. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there, there is something about like your glorious first sip that is sort of uh, like a performance art or something. No, at know? this point, it's become more performance yeah. art, which is yeah. interesting. I almost feel like when I'm don't I I feel like there is certain times where I'm like, oh, I should do a glorious first sip, and then. Like, I'll record it. But I think in the early days, I was a little bit even more like, the glorious first sip, really feeling it. I kind of get back to that. 
And now, is, are place. you just kind of nonchalant about it? You're not. You're not appreciating the glory. Yeah, I might not be appreciated as much as I could. Yeah. Maybe it's not about glory anymore. Maybe it's the fact that there's a different emotion that's emerging forth when you take your first sip. I think that's true, and I think it's probably like existential anxiety. This means existential anxiety. I do love this idea that's come up with the wah meme, and then also this raccoon meme. Go back, go back. Of like, of like, I I keep thinking about this like toggling or the spigot, like a little, a little introversion or a little introspection. Too much, too much. Back it down, back it down. Pull Go, it uh, I'll push back against that mostly. Okay. Be- okay. okay. Let's do because it. Because uh, push back. <laughs> because mostly because of your fucking shower in the basement is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I've never taken a shower down there. <laughs> it's so weird. Mace is in our house is staying in our house. Okay, I've because never in the, in the here's I've, the I've thing. I've shower down there. I've never had any qualms and I have sat in that shower. Oh it, my gosh. It's not a, but here's the thing <laughs> y'all. Here's the thing y'all. It's not about what comes out of the shower while you're taking a shower? Okay, what, okay so when I turn, Wait, like... I'm to keep this metaphor going. I'm Here really curious. When I turn the faucet on, like, water isn't the first thing that comes out. Was it air? <laughs> no, it's, like, dirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is normal. It's normal. Listen. This is the only list- conversation I need to Listen, listen. House. It's normal because <laughs> it's something that happens in the winter. Please go read Wintering mm. by Catherine May. Mm. It will explain so much. Mm. But it's something that happens in winter when, or cold weather in general, when, like, public water sources don't put, like, extra minerals or, like, bubbles in it to keep it from freezing. That sometimes, like, when you just start with warm water, like, a gust of, like, like dirt will come through. And it runs clean, like, immediately. But there's something about introspection that, like, if you just sit with it, you know? If you just give it a second, like, when the hard thing hits, just sit with it. And then it will make sense. What a good metaphor. So turn the faucet dirt. on and don't turn it off because you see something scary. Okay, oh, think, good metaphor. No, I think Thank that's you. Yeah, that that's was good. so good. <laughs> All improv. All of it. This was that's not really in the good. journals. Yeah, because I mean that's I think that's what we why we talk about defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You're you're shaking your head. <laughs> you're going, Body posture has changed to be more closed <laughs> off for the listeners. <laughs> I think that I <laughs> This is a play space. We're playing in the sand. Both sides of the hoods are over both ears and and not just one. (laughs) I just I just am like, if you have an anxious personality. (laughs) It's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. And I say I don't actually do that. I would say what accidentally could happen is the dirt starts to come and then you go, Oh, is there dirt in there? And then you try and pull the dirt out to get more and more dirt. Mm. And too much. Too so much. Following the metaphor, are you looking down at the dirty water and not looking up at the clean water now coming through? Oh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but yeah. that's an interesting thought. Maybe it's all of the above because the way that we introspect is different. True, right. true. Right. That's true. I think it's more about what do you do with the thought that is making you think? Oh no! It's it's starting to get to this place of thinking about that hurt. This is this is is where there's this uh, I don't know theorist analyst person Wilfred Bion who's dope. I love him, and he talks a lot about this idea of thinking. And for him, thinking in its highest level is always feeling and experiencing. Like that's Mm, thinking. Capital uh T thinking is feeling and experiencing. And he always talks about this idea of getting to the place of 
thinking about your thinking about your thinking. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. to this go place back. of like, go back. how are you? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like how do we get ourselves to not just be thinking about what we're thinking about, but thinking about how and what yeah. we're thinking about what we're thinking about. Right. Now. It, okay. Taylor Mays has gotten out their phone. <laughs> I got on my phone because I wanted to make sure I said it. Oh, this is correctly. Good old Howard Thurman. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My boy. We need more I had Howard to read Thurman, Thurman in our Thurman lives. For this, in the same class <sighs> that I'm learning, reading this other person. Yes. I know. It was so, I always feel like I have a date with destiny because I've read many of these folks, but I, I always think I want to do the ultimate deep dive because I've, I did deep hey, dive. Well, time. just because you read it doesn't mean it's the right time of life to read it where you want to get something out of it. Good point. Quick question. I want you to read that, but I have a quick question for you. What? You have a po- practice of always reading one author a year and you haven't done that. I, I know. I, I think quarantine. Uh, Tony Morrison was my last. Are you not going to do it? I want to so bad. I think you should do it. Yeah. So that's what. I, here's 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 very quickly. No, you're fine. My, my my three choices now for a deep dive, which I could start now, are uh, James Baldwin, uh, W. E. D. Du Bois, okay, and Howard Thurman. 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 I think Thurman. I actually think Thurman. Thurman. Really? I I think Thurman. Okay. I'll do it because I, I mean, think I, it came up because Lenny Duncan was quoting him yeah. a bunch. Um, well, I think part of it. I feel like right now you're in a very like uh, is emotional infant state the re- word I want to use. I'm in emotional infant state. Like I feel like you're like you've been like <laughs> super like far more emotional in a public way than you have before. Like Whoa. there like there are so many times where like I've like caught you. I'm like mm, Scott's crying. Mm, very cr- Scott's very very Scott's welling up these days, right? Yeah, and that's why I think Thurman would be a good fit because James Baldwin's gonna like slap you upside the head. No, w. Du Bois is gonna call you out. You know, All Thurman's right. very psychological. All right, I'll do it. Let's. This is good. I, I mean, I got into James Cone because of me. So there you go. This is a co- committee. Who's gonna help me decide my next? We reading? get it. Yeah, You're yeah. Presbyterian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, so as you were speaking, Mace, one of the things I thought about. Um, Theron has this concept called um, centering down. Ooh, boy. Um, and it comes from Meditations of the Heart. And so I'll read it because I, it, it, I think it will contextualize some of the things that we have said. How good it is to center down, to sit quietly and see oneself pass by. The streets of our minds seethe with endless traffic. Our spirits resound with clashings, with noisy silences. While something deep within hungers and thirsts for the still moment and the resting lull. With full intensity we seek, ere the quiet passes, a fresh sense of order in our living. A direction, a strong, sure purpose that will structure our confusion and bring meaning in our chaos. We look at ourselves in this waiting moment, the kinds of people we are. The questions persist. What are we doing with our lives? What are the motives that order our days? What is the end of our doings? Where are we trying to go? Where do we put the emphasis and where are our values focused? For what end do we make sacrifices? Where is my treasure and what do I love most in life? What do I hate most in life and to what am I true? Over and over the questions beat in upon the waiting moment. As we listen floating up through all the jangling echoes of our turbulence, there is a sound of another kind, a deeper note which only the stillness of the heart makes clear. It moves directly to the core of our being. Our questions are answered. Our spirits refreshed, and we move back into the traffic of our daily round with the peace of the eternal in our step. How good it is to center down. Oh, man, you know, I have to say, let's make a request to end with that. Like, can you read it again in a yeah. little bit? 
That is so good. It makes me also wonder about this phrase that you've been saying lately about growing down. Is, mm. that, the, is that the phrase? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <sighs> you gotta Man. grow down. You gotta do it. Yeah. You can grow up. There's something that feels so grounding about it. And it's so strange. I don't know how it works in therapy or psychoanalysis. It's like, I don't, I feel like some of us have different, it's like you're, you're saying everything is needing to be personalized. I've, I've had so much fun in our youth group space being like, everybody gets special attention. Like, cause, cause that we do need a special attention. Everybody has unique needs. Yeah. But I remember when I first started therapy, I was coming out of my sessions. Uh, I remember journaling for a little while. Uh, and and saying I feel like the Incredible Hulk, like hmm. I feel like I'm growing and bursting out of the room, yeah. and I feel like that's what I needed. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm needing to I don't know grow up if we're I mean, I mean in many ways mm-hmm. metaphorically like literally become an adult like I need to own my life I need to get strong I need to be passionate I need to have conviction and and then sometimes with this grow down concept and you know more than I do it's like some people are have such a grandiose self-image that they need to grow down. But everybody needs to grow down at some point in terms of like a daily practice of like, let's get rooted. Let's like sink into ourselves, you know? And that's why I don't know, I'm going to answer the question, but like, I don't, I'm not someone who likes prescribing tools that are about like self. Right. And so like answering Uh, the question of like tools for introspection, I'm like, what works for me and helps me like tap in is going to be different from another person. And so like for me, I think what's more important is what questions are you asking and how are you trying to answer them? Oh, it's so good. It's so true. (laughs) It's bringing to mind like uh, a thought I was having this morning because this morning I was just like anxious and... (laughs) What? Were you now? I had no idea. It's fine. Imagine. It's Mace I'm anxious. I'm laughing at your anxiety. It was like the most Mace statement. Yeah. Yep. Really? Really? It's fine. So I was just like future tripping and thinking of all the things and then starting to like think around like what everyone could be thinking about if this thing happens. Like I'm jumping ahead to one year from now, a very specific situation that has no idea that it actually could happen, but I'm there. Yeah. I'm thinking through it all and all of these things. And I just had this thought that was really helpful for me that was like, wow, look at you. You're so alive. Yeah. Like that's good. Having these thoughts like, wow, look at you that you care so much about how a moment could impact other people, even if it's a year from now, even if it's fake, even if it's like there was just something very helpful for me of like, okay, I'm starting to go there. And then by saying that, wow, look at you. You're really alive. Then I was able to be like, okay, wow, I wonder what's happening here that I'm thinking so anxiously about all these Mm. things oh it's because this matters to me oh it's because oh this is something i don't want to lose oh it's because this is possible and now wow look how alive i am in the chaos yeah yeah and it it was like a way of kind of grounding myself by saying wow this is what it's like to be alive i think even you reading that i'm like gosh we're all struggling with this yeah totally we're all struggling with how to figure out the busyness of life the chaos of all that's buzzing Mm, around us like mm -hmm. how do we slow down the buzzing how do we take in the buzzing how do we i got you you know i got you you've got me i got you (laughs) this is one of the practices i started doing sophomore year of high school so that was nine years ago yeah 
I guess. I don't know. Math yeah. isn't my thing. Um, that was like a piece of advice that I think my therapist at the time gave me because at the time I'd been diagnosed with like a disassociative disorder. And I think now it's just dysphoria and not actually like disassociating from myself. But one of the things I started doing was looking in a mirror and telling myself the lies that I've told myself to believe. Whoa. And then writing on the mirror an expo marker, the truths that I refuse to believe. And so Ooh, when I boy. look in the mirror, all I see are truths. Dang. And that was like super helpful. Shit like that. yeah. I would, that's like very up my alley. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> I'll just You'll say not not to say that it works or anything. Yeah. But I've told that to like a couple of like my kiddos in my primary group from Rebel and, and like and they've done it and I found it like really helpful and just not not trying I think so much the tendency when you're trying to like be introspective or like tap into your inner self is to automatically like interpret or analyze or like make meaning out of it. And I don't think introspection is a meaning making process all the time but i think a lot of time it's just being willing to sit with yourself and like the innermost truths which i think is why you were like emphasis on feeling rather than thinking totally you know totally because it's like thinking gets us into the, some illusion that we can figure it out yeah introspection is not about figuring stuff out facts it's about facts. being curious and totally 100 percent. and just be like oh it's there mm-hmm mm-hmm scott uh, you look like you're about to break uh, it's, it's too many thoughts it's it's so good it's it's getting me just back on that path of this one size fits all mentality. And I guess this is, it, it's been, this has been a beautifully organic conversation. Um, the, the allure of certainty. Mm. And then in terms of, I mean, I, I'll just, I'll just say it. it I, I can, I can, and I will say it. Just say it. <laughs> this, just I have, say I have it. A very complicated relationship with Don Miller, mm. you know, and he has this business made simple podcast, uh, I, I don't think you'll ever hear this. It doesn't even matter, but whatever. Um, you know, it's so strange to watch him in terms of the Christian landscape be this sort of hippie, a person that was adding nuance to the mm -hmm. conversation. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I've hacked the mind. Mm -hmm. And so he's literally just saying it out loud. Like, we've hacked the mind. If you tap into story, you can trick people into buying your products. So you're offering a guru hood like Mason and I are like, don't have a guru. And Don Miller is like, here's how you become the guru. Ugh. And he's like, here's how you Strange. sell certainty. You got to tap into these natural sort of evolutionary instincts in your clients. So you got to lull them into sleep with these stories. Don't like that. You know, no. and, and it's just like big thumbs down to Don Miller for but, the most part. But it's this thing of like, it's true. Actually. I mean, you could, and, and in some ways I can't less certain, more curious, for me, came from Don Miller. It's like, mm. have a tagline that makes sense. Tell people what you're wanting to do. But at the same time, it's like, there's something very appealing of like five steps to introspection. Yeah. And that's what I think we're straying away from this whole topic. It's like, it's different for everybody. There, there's infinite ways to be introspective and you've got to find the way that it's intimately tied to who you are. There's I mean, no five steps. No, because if there are infinite ways of being in the world and infinite ways to believe and orient yourself, then there have to be infinite ways to, like, be introspective. Yeah. Nothing is finite. Yeah. Nothing. No, I mean, I think it brings back me back to this idea. I've been thinking a lot about theories and how we're all looking to find, or we're not all looking, but often you people seem to be searching for a theory 
mm-hmm. that will help solve things or will help make sense of things. And that makes sense to want a theory. I love a theory because that tells me what I'm doing here and it gives me a framework for which to understand. And yet all theories, like we have to enter into theories as all theories are wrong. Yeah. Like mm. all theories are wrong. There is no such thing as a theory that is right. And if you think your theory is right, then you really have missed something there because all theories have, like they have to be wrong to some degree. They're both real and they're not real. So mm-hmm. why can't we approach theology the same way? All theologies are wrong. All that is a thing. I know, but so many people again are like the right way. Well, this is actually incredibly relevant to one of the things that I was like, I'm going to note this and talk about no, it later no. was that the theologies that are doing that are non-white. So the starting place uh, is doing that already. Yeah, dang. The starting place, true. You know? <laughs> Where these white people get involved. Right? <laughs> you weren't invited. Well, I mean, it's, it's supremacy culture. Like, yeah. it is supremacy that's happening there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. an ideal version of something getting, like, scientific answers, mm-hmm. ownership, supremacy energy. Yeah. Yeah. There's this meme, and this really has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> just, memes always have something to do with everything. Memes really entered this, this conversation. One made me I know, I'm so it. much because it's like I'm obviously such a Kanye person, <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was, it was a, it was a black woman from pop culture, I think, from like Real Housewives or something, but I don't know. But it was sort of making a disgusted face, and the meme was. Kanye should find a good black woman to do. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, and they're like, yes. why am I involved now? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is not the attitude. Yes. That was so good. It's just like, how, how did I get here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And I think so many, probably so much of like white evangelical Christian culture is like having these conversations and then they're doing this very bizarre thing of, of thinking they're generously inviting marginalized folks to the conversation. And we're like, wait, 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 we've been here all along. How did you, even if it's inviting, it is still putting them on the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I don't like know what to do. I don't really know how to have certainty. Not, not out of like, right. this is my philosophic orientation. I refuse to be about certain of anything in my entire life. Like, okay, Caillou, <laughs> right. move on. Um, <laughs> Come at like, us. I think uh, <laughs> um, one of the things I've been tripping on lately is the fact that like everything about my identities, not even the way that like I view them or identify is like divided. Mm. I'm biracial. Right. I, I literally exist in this very strange gray melodic existence mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to have to pick which one. But whenever I like go into myself, I don't see two separate things, even though I have two separate experiences, but maybe they're just two experiences in general that can coexist. Whew. Like I, I don't use the word like bisexual to like, identify myself now but even that concept at the time when it was like still a name that like i sat with was like i'm I'm split right Mm -hmm. and i'm Mm -hmm. like but i'm also tethered in both direction and it's very strange Mm -hmm. and it's so intense tethered in both directions boom yeah boom yeah seriously (laughs) so you're like certainty never has even been on the table oh hell no yeah i and i think it's not that i haven't sought it out i think that 
society has been designed for it never to be attainable for someone like me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dang. And so I can't do it. Yeah. Like I have spent so much of my life. Yeah. Trying to just figure out who the fuck I am and put a name on it and like pin it. And like, this is what I believe. This is not what I believe when I'm like, all of this is permeal boundaries. Cause if I can exist and like, all of that's wrong. Mm. And you were talking about, um, the metaverse, and now you're talking about ironically in the context of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> but when you said that, I immediately thought of Enter the Spider-Verse, which is my all-time favorite movie. It's so all good. time. It's so good. And the reason well, why it's my it, favorite yeah. movie is because he's a biracial kid yeah. who the entire movie is him trying to figure out what does it mean for him to be Spider-Man when he's never had the privilege or ability to like know mm-hmm. or have any sense of inner knowing and so what does he do he goes to another motherfucking universe and goes to like nine different ones and what's so cool about that movie is like his embodiment changes and so you have like the like anime one you have like the bisexual girl one you have the pig one (laughs) you have like uh spider-man noir you have all these other things when it's like all those are him and he's allowing himself to engage with them in a way that's very like melodic existence and allowing him to like this is a terrible word melodizize <laughs> melodizize we are like I hated that hated that and we're creating, we're creating yeah. new words here like melodizize what does it mean That's to like though, know who you are yeah mm. you know yeah and, and there's so many like weird reversals of that in that movie of like his uncle who's the gangbanger is the one who saves the day but then ends up dead no matter what it doesn't matter yeah at who you are in a world that wasn't made for you. They will always see you the way it wants to. And so I'm not going to try and have any certainty about what I believe, who I'm supposed to be or anything like that, because I don't want to be certain about myself. But what I can do is be curious about how I can I exist in the world and allow myself to do that in a very like multiple, multiplicitous way. Gosh. And just taking that, like in terms of the quote you read earlier, it's, 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 it's yeah, the introspection plays out in into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and Miles, right? Yeah, is is doing that, and then at some point, again, I think this is kind of in the spirit of the piece you read. Is is like at some point, it's it's about the actions you take. Yeah, it's just about the pure, like you can overanalyze and overthink, and like, but but I'm doing. I think there's nothing more pure than just an action, mm-hmm. an act of kindness. Yeah. And then, and then probably, I guess the the thing that I've learned over the years too is like, <laughs> this isn't everybody. I feel like I, I'm late to this. Everybody else knows this already. But like, it's the action, and then it's the experience of the action. It's it's, it's not like I I was trying to do something nice, and, and then somebody has to go like, that was really nice. Yeah, you did something nice. I received that as nice. Mm-hmm. That was helpful. You know. So it's not just like I was trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a similar revelation recently that was like. Most of the, I'm a very stubborn person, <laughs> very, very stubborn. And that leads to a lot of oblivion, which I'm just like, this is why I have people in my life who also know me very well and can perceive me when I'm being stupid and call me out on it. There's like, those are the people I surround myself with. Um, I had like a shit ton of people in my program recently be like, why are you always like hold up in your apartment? Or like, why do you never want to like hang out or like do anything? And I'm like, what am I? That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. And it wasn't like a like a reactive response. It was like, I, I like reading my books. 
Yeah. I I like sitting in my chair with the candle and just like being quiet. I, I, I like listening to music or I like I like piddling with my guitar and like being alone and like being with my thoughts in a way that I don't have to do. I'm like that that is life giving to me more than going to a party or more mm-hmm. than yeah. like mm-hmm. going to trivia night or like whatever. It's not that like I don't think I would necessarily enjoy it. Like I turned down going on a spiritual life retreat because I knew that wasn't going to be anything that would like, like be healing or helpful. Am I in my apartment? I was like, oh, right. literally, <laughs> literally. I was like, I'm, this isn't, I know myself well enough to know that that is not how I want to process. Yeah. And that took a long time. And most of it was just rejecting what other people chose that they wanted to define me as. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang. I need some of this. Which I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. Well, it's like when you're a kid, all you do is like, no. Yeah. Like you're like a parent says, like, do this, and you're like, why? Yeah. Or no, no, true. I'm not gonna do it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm a kid. Like, I'm literally five years old who just cusses now. That's like what I've concluded. <laughs> awesome. That's all it is. Yeah. But it's like, I I'm gonna put my foot down on things because I don't want to do it. And I don't need to have some grand ass reasoning for why I'm not gonna do it. I just don't want to. I think this is why I'm drawn to working with kids. Today I was working with a bunch of five and six year olds, and I've been I've been kind of working with kids, but I've been working with mostly babies. And today I was back to like five year olds and I was like, I love you all so much. And I felt so alive with them because I was like, look at you all just demanding your needs all That's the time. So cool. Just yeah. like it's a lot. Go off. But like go. <laughs> off yeah like i need this this is happening i'm upset about this all the things that i'm like yeah wow yes thank you it's clear i can feel I'm jealous this of you i <laughs> am i am jealous of you and that's where i going growing down like yeah. mm-hmm. i think i need to grow down to feel like be selfish be envious be rageful be mad be sad be yeah. joyous in this way that's not like for other people. Totally. I mean, it's I tell like, you that all the time. I know. I'm like, be mad. Be Hulk today if you need to. I know. You have my sticker. Ah. Let it out. Yep. It's on my water bottle. Yeah. I'm working on it, everyone. Hey. I am. The rage is coming. <laughs> it's here, kind of. So. It's here. Oh, I'm It's scared. kind of. <laughs> kind of here. <laughs> my teeth are growing in. <laughs> That's a great metaphor that your it teeth is. are growing in it for, is. like, the rage Teeth-y. that is, like, gotta, going to, We got to thank my therapist for that one. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, these babies, they're, they're so easily able to articulate their needs. Well, since you you are a parent. Yeah. Oh. How have you... <laughs> Questions. Like, how have you learned from your kids as they have grown up before you, mm. like, how they have processed their emotions? How have you learned from them to do that for yourself? Dang. <sighs> I think, honestly, it's so slow. I, I think I've mostly only been inspired by them, but I don't know if I've been able to integrate it quite yet. Now I, cause I have the same experiences that Mace has had with my kids over the years. And I think when they were like five, six, seven, eight, or I didn't have this sort of philosophy that I have now of rebel mm-hmm. or um, creating space. And I, and I, I don't think I had a default philosophy of telling them to stuff it either, mm. but I definitely wasn't trying to learn from them. You know, Interesting. I was creating space Mostly. I mean, I would say, ask my kids. I don't have no idea. But, like, um, I think at this point, there is a sense that um, my, my, my kids in a relationship with me, this is what I'm trying to say. It's like I can experience them, but they it, were so 
tied together. So I'm like, they, they learned tethered. to, they were tethered. They've learned to behave in a certain way because of their relationship with me. So it's not pure. It's not hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. coming. You're, it's not like if you came in and observed them cold Turkey, you could have some observations, oh. but it's like, I, in some ways have trained them slash mm. coached them to respond to me in a certain way. Um, parenting. Parenting. I mean, that's the whole, that's, that's entirely what happens. Like I, I'm currently observing an infant, but I'm observing the family. Yeah. yeah. I'm observing the relationship. What's there. <sighs> yeah. So I think something I was thinking about the other day that came up in one of our shine meetings was this idea I, I'm really meandering here, but I have such a big thought that I'm trying to get Go out for it. in terms of my own relationship with my kids. But um, we're talking about the idea of prayer. And there was this Whitworth theologian who wrote a whole book about this, about like God and having all these verses and sort of a whole systematic theology to back this up of like sort of being a, a petulant child, mm-hmm. reminding God over and over to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Like I need this, I need this wham, wham, wham. Like, and, and God's sort of not like having the time of day to pay attention, but you just keep reminding and screaming at God. And there's there's all sorts of verses in the Bible, like people in the desert and and saying, you, reminding God of God's promises. You said, Bob, I'm like, I'm thinking of my own kids. Like, I mean, so many times I would like lazily, somebody would be like, can we go to the zoo tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, totally. I'm like, okay, but I don't even remember saying that. It's the next day. Well, we're going to the zoo. I'm like, Oh, well, we can't. You know, it's like you said, you told us, and I'm like, I don't even want to be reminded of this, and I and I have the power to pretend that I never said it, and nobody's gonna know. You know, and it's like the power no that you have as an adult is so they creepy or a parent. They, they will know. Yeah, well, they'll remind no, it you. Is, it is. It is. I mean, I'm not being a parent, but even just working with children, I'm like, there is so much power at play. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much. There's so much that you want to tell them to suppress. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know. I think because long, it's so complicated. Yeah. Long, After you say this, I have a, I have a thought. Okay, long story short, in terms of my own personal journey with parenting and being a youth pastor and learning about all this stuff that we talk about, no small thing. I always say youth are prophets. Mm-hmm. So my kids have been prophetic in terms of being loud about what they want. And I'll say Avery is the most prevalent right now. I don't think she mind me saying it. Like at this point, she's like, fuck school, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I, I, I don't have a leg to stand on. Cause I'm already kind of like that. So it's like, uh, Avery's like, why do I have to go? And I'm like, Frick, I don't know. I, I'm like, <laughs> and it's like, we're already in this headspace and, and then, and then shoot. Like, I didn't even realize what we were getting ourselves into, but we watched the Billie Eilish documentary and it's like, mistakes I was have been made. And it's like, Avery's like looking at me like, Mistake. <laughs> Mistake. Regret, yeah, regret. But it's like run away. Turn it off. If I have we this, love Billy, but no. If I have this sort of default belief now, I didn't always have this of of like life is about I mean, this was coming up in this mental health talk we were talking about with Janessa today of like it's not it, it's not about finding things that numb you from the reality of your life, but creating a life for yourself that you feel comfortable with. Fuck. You know to, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's and like so Avery's not- already telling me, I know what that means. I already know. And I'm telling you loud and clear from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And are you listening? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dang it. And also, am I doing that for myself? 
Mm. You know, am I am I creating the life I want for myself that I can yeah. be proud of? Mm. Yeah. And not have to numb myself. No, that's a scary thought. That also <laughs> comes with the introspection anxiety. There's my me. Hey. Thanks for thanks for the invitation, Taylor Miss. I just have a thought <laughs> in response to that. That's because now it's again, it's been evoked this idea of growing down. I've been thinking a lot about it. Which I'm curious because I'm like, I get that you had to grow up in therapy, but I'm also curious about how you've grown down in therapy, because I imagine you have. Maybe you haven't. Um, <laughs> maybe you haven't, maybe you somehow superseded that, but we talk a lot about this in one of my classes of my infant observation class of this idea of, uh, parents, caretakers, when they're working with a child of a certain age, first off back to multiplicity that their self states of their own self from infancy and, or that age are being brought forward. Mm. So like Jack is five you as a five-year-old are it evoked yeah. in Jack's and, mm-hmm. and whatever your psychological things that were happening at five mm-hmm. are now being worked out with Jack and they're there in the room mm-hmm. and also probably like your parents things yeah, for and like sure. their parents things. So there's like this, this passing down of Go like back. the Go self back. states <laughs> of what <laughs> they are. Yeah. So, and it's, there's also the sense of that needs to happen. Like there's this idea of like in infancy, a child is incredibly helpless. The parents will also feel helpless Mm. and they need to feel a certain level of helplessness in order to receive and be and understand the helplessness their baby feels. Mm. So it's like whatever the state is that someone else is in, you need to allow yourself. And I imagine this is the case. Like uh, there's parts of you that, probably unconsciously emerged that were there so you could help understand and make sense of that kind, that stage of life. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean my best, you know, other times I'm like, it's late. I don't want to talk about this. You know, it's mm. like, yeah, for what's, sure. What's interesting as you were saying that I immediately thought of my dad, I don't think of my dad all the time, <laughs> but I think one of the things that I appreciate I so much, I love my dad too. Um, I appreciate so much about him is that he is like one of the most mature people and also one of the most childish people ever. Love that. And he's always been that way. I mean, the best example of this is like I last semester I was like really having a hard adjustment and like it felt like everything in my life was just like falling to shit. And he was like, I would call him at like literally three in the morning and we have a rule of if I call twice or I text twice, then he will answer and he'll wake up. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been very true for a very long time it would even as a baby like if i would come in his room like more than once at night he would automatically like get out of bed and come to my room and like sleep with me like it's just it's just something that he does Mm -hmm. um and so he would sit like he would just like listen to me like cry and sob on the phone and just like console me and then a week later i in the mail i get a box of toys Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. So that's like, massive goals right there. Like and I'm he would like that. he would literally knew the perfect timing because like he knows me so well because there's so much where he like allowed himself to like go down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and see the things that he was seeing within himself that were like taking place like in front of him. And it was like one of the things he did, he was in a big, like, Incredibles phase. And so he was trying to figure out, like, which Incredible character I was. And then I got really offended. He, he sent me Violet. I was going to say that. And he was like, well, you're depressed as fuck, Taylor <laughs> Mayus. Like, what do you want? And all you want to do is go hide and be invisible. One. Yeah. 
thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then his response was, well, it's also like, she's obviously the queer one. I'm like, <laughs> we get it. She was repressed. Thank you. She's bi. <laughs> get it. But... I want to be the crazy baby. She's trying to hold it all together for Jack, the family. Jack. You are Jack Jack, Jack though. Jack. Yeah, you're, you're Jack Jack. Jack well, you're Jack Jack. <laughs> I'm Violet. You're the other the little, other the son. Fast kid. Yeah. You're Um And it's like my dad is so good at balancing being super playful and childish and like doing things that like he did as a child, but also seeing the like child ishness that is emerging out of me that he resonates with but i think there's a uniqueness of like there are certain like resonances that you have with people that are just like biological responses and for my dad it's the fact that we have the same genetic like health condition that there are certain things that it's like even now my dad will like tell me like yeah i'm started this new medication i'm like i've been on it too i know what it feels like and that's that and that's all that has to be said or it's like we know exactly, like, when we say, like, I'm tired or I don't feel good or I'm sleepy, we automatically know what that is. But it's never been defined. It's never been mm. said mm. because we feel it. And we allow ourselves to see that in the other person. And that's a biological mm. kind of response. And so to me, it's like there's an element of, like, mothering, fathering, parenting yourself and the person who's in front of you, regardless if they're your, like, actual and heavy quotes child. Mm. Right. That like to me, that's like what introspective work is. It's like it's a lot of inner child work. It's a lot of like mother fathering work. <laughs> I know, I know. I just say I'm like this is rounding out towards introspection because it's back to what you said in the beginning of like you can't be curious about the world and others without being curious about yourself. And it's mm-hmm. like by having this like almost uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Spitch. <laughs> just I, I don't know if I can figure out the word. Someone will say it, but like. Well, what 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 kind of word is it? it I'm I'm trying to say like what it's it's second nature, like it's a part of who you are. It's like having it as your habit inside that mm-hmm. you're introspective. Mm-hmm. Then that helps you when you're encountering the other to just like you don't even have to think about being, you know, self analyzing or introspective. Oh or yeah, word. It just is part of how you think of how you interact with the other mm-hmm. is by going inward to interact with the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also like. One of the things I've also named recently is that I think now I'm going to like re-respond to your initial question of like, how did I know that I was like introspective at like what age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that like it really started like in the womb, which which, like (laughs) sounds so ridiculous, but. Everything starts in the womb. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Like. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that they're like, like loving this and then also mocking their own answer. (laughs) Like, there are so many times, like, my parents will always talk about how, like, anytime my dad, like, walked in the room, I would know. Mm, Or anytime my dad spoke, I would, like, chill out. I was a very active baby, and I would, like, chill out anytime my dad was in the room. And, like, as a baby, like, my dad was, like, hella introspective. And for, like, the first three years of my life, he was writing and recording an album. And so, so much of that time, like, and there's, like, baby photos that document this, but I also have, like, memories even as, like, five, six, seven years old of this happening. Like, when I was upset or, like, clearly was, like, I think it was probably I was in pain, too, or whatever, my dad would, like, put me on his chest and then put the guitar on top of me, and so it would be between that. And so I would have, like, his heartbeat and his warmth on one side and then, like, 
this like metric of like thing of like this is too much of like guitar <laughs> too much beauty too much beauty <laughs> it's like don't be in that yeah it's very it's a very cocoon yeah safe thing yeah but my in that process my dad was literally writing music about himself about god and mm. like all of these things that's like that introspective work feels like a biological rhythm and to me i feel like that's all it's supposed to be it's, it's not about, like, getting in your head. It's not even about getting into your body. I mean, I think it's important. But, like, what is the, like, rhythm of your life that you want to live? This is so good. No, this I mean, so it's just making me think of, we talk about oh, this a lot. Man. Like, I, I, it's hard for me not to just, I'm, I, I've been thinking so much. It's just the, the water I'm in right now, psychologically. And, like, you better say object others. relations. Uh, yeah, all of that. But one of my professors always talks about, like, what's the music Mm -hmm. of like because one time i asked this question of like okay if you're breastfed or not breastfed like is there a difference and she's like what's the music what's the music of when you're being fed and like i'm like wow that right there like the music you're describing what the music was Mm. in that place Mm -hmm. like what's the Mm -hmm. melody what's Mm -hmm. the tonal quality what's Mm -hmm. the what's the vibrations Mm -hmm. there and i i don't know it's just i I can't dig it in it's the vibes it's It's the vibes go back go back the vibes (laughs) Well, it's it's like what we were saying earlier, body posture and all the things you're feeling when someone's talking. But, I mean, it's really interesting. My brother Shane is a philosophy professor at Gonzaga. And he has a particular, I think, way of engaging philosophy that I, I don't really ultimately vibe with. And so it's like, you can be as smart as my brother is, who's extremely smart and well-versed in philosophy. And I also just... It's it's like the starting point I don't agree with. So you've already gone mm. t- too far down a path that I didn't even agree with to begin with. So yeah. it's like as much as I appreciate my brother, it's it's very rigid. To me, like the philosophy that I think, first of all, I mean, sometimes it's just sort of a, a way of thinking that's very disciplined, which I appreciate. There's something to be said about this approach. Um, but it doesn't seem very organic is my main mm. point. Like I strangely my brother came out as atheist like 15 plus years ago and it was like okay he's the progressive liberal atheist person who was like studying at the university of colorado and now it's like he he is not a christian but sometimes the way shane we talk about all this all the time so i'm not saying anything he doesn't know but like drag him sometimes (laughs) to me he comes across as the more fundamentalist type and and i've 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 shared some sort of like theological ideas on my social media that like even if it's just from somebody like willie jennings or something shane's like this doesn't make any sense and i'm like well it's one time he said so so is theology like art is that what you're saying and i was like oh no no it is i like that theology is like art it's not like the philosophy you espouse it's like it's like music it's organic it's like biology it's it's human it's it's not easily put into a five-point program as what you're saying, how how can I say there's no story ran on this? Basically, no. you're saying fuck doctrine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that, it, you don't say, oh, this is what people do want to do. And I'll say this as a parent, talking earlier as a parent, like now we want to replicate that experience. Lay your baby on your stomach or your chest and play music. It's like no, that was that was your dad's true heartbeat. He no, wasn't doing it because he was prescribed. Exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah. We're always talking about, okay, I'm having a lot of, a hard time <laughs> not talking about the fact that I'm, a, I am like, do it. Thinking a lot Go of, off. Just yes. Early infancy. We yes. We all the time, thank you, Darius. I'm like, this is not that big of a thing, but you're Go really off. Thanks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
talk a lot about this idea of like both as a therapist, caretaker, whatever, this person that's trying to help someone else orga- be organic. Yeah. But it's like so often it's anxiety inducing or hard to figure out. It's the idea of actually attuning to ourselves and then also attuning to another mm. is very stressful. So what we do is we go to mechanical ways of doing it. We, the music is not our own music. The music is now a swinging chair yeah. and a lullaby. The music is no longer sitting with another person and allowing ourselves to feel what it feels like to sit in the presence of another. So we say, here's the 10 step process to help you feel better with your behaviors and that'll work because I, as a therapist might be too scared to actually feel what it feels like to sit with another in your whole presence. So it's like, we come up with these therapies that might, that might (laughs) be easy, but that's because we're afraid of actually the introspective space that being with another calls us to. I've blown Taylor Mason's mind. <laughs> I feel proud. Well, it's making me think about the ways that, like, my dad, like, responded to my sister. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't know if he ever did that for my sister. Like, she's older than me. I don't know. It was more mechanical. Maybe I, he learned through that experience, maybe. Maybe, but I think I think my dad probably had a different kind of rhythm. I think maybe it was big. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think my dad, like, my dad never, like, sat down and, like, write a fucking bedtime story for me. What would he do? Yeah. He would take the books, put it on the ground and tell me to like walk a path literally. That's and usually hilarious. sting or the police was in the background or evanescence when I was in my big email oh phase. Amazing. Right. <laughs> I, I, I love it. But, but with Kana, it was like, pick like six books and low yeah. read them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, even, yeah, even insane. if it's the same tool, whoa, Let's go back in time. This is good. Even if it's the same tool, what you do with it is what matters. Yeah. Right? I think that that's like the core of it. Like, I think my dad is like learning to introspect Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. different ways, depending on what he is feeling and what he is seeing the other person needing or the other self needing. It's back to everyone deserves special treatment. Backs. Love yourself, friends. This is love yourself. This is what happens. We have a prompt. And then we just start talking. <laughs> and somehow it's coherent and makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think so. Yeah. I think we're starting to wind down. I think mm-hmm. so. Well, 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 how about we do the mace prompt? Ooh. What's that? Okay. No, no, no. I'm working on that doing that. <laughs> I said that playfully. I invite you to playfully. do that, please. <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually said I said I'm not. I told myself you did I'm a not great job. Do it. You did a great I, job. Because I pass with the rest of the go, Okay. <laughs> And I'm usually like, bah, 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 and kind of just stop in space. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think we're done. <laughs> Which we've recently discovered that that's what my therapist says when we end session. So it's an yeah. interesting thing. That and you we, love it, right? I love it. I go, okay, <laughs> bye. It's time. <laughs> so it's fine. Um. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I wonder if there's any concluding thoughts anyone has. Any any final Ooh. reflections? Anything that's uh, still percolating? Things left unsaid? I, we have a blessing we want to end with. A blessing. It'll be fun. Well, I was just going to add, like, in the spirit of, like, the three of us, like, sitting here, yes. like, having this conversation, is that I think the most gratifying, fulfilling, life-giving, nourishing relationships are the ones that you can be introspective together with. And I feel like like we're all very good at that. I think that's why we like connect and bond so well is that like yes. we're not afraid to ask the deep questions. We're not afraid to ask the dumb, stupid questions or the silly questions or whatever. We're not afraid to just like sit back, have a drink, laugh, not afraid to like 
not afraid in general. Yeah. I think that's what, like, I wish that more people were willing to be introspective with other people and not have it be intense and not have it to be intellectual or whatever. It's like, I don't know, it's just vibing. I think that's I what, love it. That's also our best is vibing. Sometimes we make it too. No, I mean I'm just saying too uh, too intellectual and too intense. We we can go down that path, but I but we try to create the vibes. We have the drinks. We have the candles. No, exactly. The, exactly. the intention is set. Can't confirm vibes. the vibes are really great. Yeah. The candle vibes are great. Oh, they're great. Good vibes. Mace Thank brings the best you. candle vibes. I really like my candle game. <laughs> <laughs> all these, it's good. All these candles were yeah. stolen. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I hope people heard that. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> BK do crime. Big corporations. <laughs> BK do crime. Go 100%. BK do crime. Big corporations donate our money for candles. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Not by me. Yeah. <laughs> they were donated by another gay thief. <laughs> like half the shit, I'm like, hey, I'll bend with you. You don't need to. Yeah. Wow. Those are my thoughts. These are your final thoughts. <laughs> yes, candles. Yes. Uh, Light the candles. No, All I mean, I think that this is, this is a good shot. I think introspection is actually a good word for, I mean, all of our different things have emerged tonight. Like, I feel like there's some (laughs) memes have emerged, but like there is the meme of Scott's going to talk about like these Christian voices speaking to that audience. We get it. You have an MDiv. All right. I'm going to talk about some weird Object psychological relations. concept that has to do with infancy. <laughs> Object relations. It's going to happen. Taylor Hermes is going to talk about their dad. Yeah. That yep, is that's, going to that's happen. Going to happen. I, I am Take okay with that archetype. Drink. <laughs> it's like, all of that has happened tonight. But I do think that there is something I'm like hearing this and hearing this word introspective and I'm liking it because are you liking it? Are I'm you loving it? Are you vibing? vibing? I'm vibing. I, I'm, I will say I'm vibing with it. And here's why. Here's why I'm vibing with it. Because um, I think I take something like self-analysis or awareness. And I think many, maybe people do. If someone's listening to this podcast, I think you could be a kindred spirit. Mm. Maybe take these things of like defense mechanisms or ways to be better or, you know, all these things. And it can become a little manic potentially. And I think something about the way we've talked about introspection and just the way the word is that has an air of, I think we've mentioned it, spirituality Mm -hmm. has an air of groundedness to it. Mm -hmm. There's something about the word introspection that feels actually more whole Mm. than maybe something like self-analysis. Like there's something richer potentially there that I'm finding myself liking. Mm. Self-analysis? Yeah, because that's what that was a synonym of it, yeah. self-analysis, right. and I'm like self-analysis, sure, but that feels a little intellectual and a little rigid and a little bit like figuring things out. Right, as our introspective has a little bit more of a wondering spirit to it. Ooh, I would love say, that. love to wonder. Yeah, no, I was thinking about your dad, and I was thinking like my favorite people that convey sort of wisdom and playfulness is like Willy Wonka or Mary Poppins, or even Dumbledore. These sort of characters that are, like, very wise, but also can be very playful. Mm -hmm. It's the best of both worlds. And there's obviously wisdom in the the playfulness. I stopped it. I couldn't do it. I got embarrassed. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) You're a good singer, Mace. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. You did it. 
This this is a this okay. So I'll say this because we've all shared our final thoughts, and we'll do the the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a wild sort of metaphor, but it's not that crazy. I, I instantly started thinking of my backyard. Mm-hmm. I'm not a gardener. I don't have much experience caring for a lawn, but like when we moved into our house, our backyard was like just random trees and bushes and we had that cleared away and a a little bit of a retaining wall was built and then sod grass was laid down Mm. and so it's that like sort of official patches of grass and I think for like two or three years I just went out there and mowed it and I didn't research grass I didn't know how to take care of grass I didn't know about lawns and um eventually I was just like this 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 backyard is looking terrible Mm. and eventually it was like most of the grass was sort of being stripped away and I could start to see the twine that came with the patches of grass. Mm. And like the grass is going away and it's just this patches of sod with twine underneath. It's not organic. And I don't have a relationship with my backyard. I just kept, and, mm. and so I just started reading and for other people it's going to sound obvious, but they're like, you know, the best sort of fertilizer for your backyard is just the grass that you cut already. You know, oh. like don't, I, I was, I just kept putting it in my compost. Mm-hmm. And so you're sort of robbing it of that replenishing soil that just eventually turns into your grass just eventually goes right back to dirt and then you start to have like a rich soil and so I think for about a year now I've been cutting my grass and then by hand sprinkling the grass back on Mm. and I noticed that it does turn into like a rich dark soil Mm. and now that twine is getting covered over Mm. I don't see this like just ripped apart burnt up backyard but I'm also developing sort of a relationship with my backyard, <laughs> you know, and it's not really that well planned out or researched. I don't spend a ton of time thinking about it, but like it is looking more organic. Mm. It's looking a little more clumpy. It doesn't look very planned out. It, it, it's uh damn, but, but metaphors. Yeah. But, but, yeah. I, but I do have a relationship with it. I have like, this is, uh, intimate. You yeah, know, and it and and it's enjoyable. I mean, I don't know how enjoyable it was when I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just like, "Here I come, mowing my lawn," and 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 uh, I have a little weird electric mower. It's not that type that I think there's sort of like um, push mowers, push mowers that that just naturally put the grass back. So I just have this little electric mower. It all goes into the bag, and then I take the bag out and I start putting the grass That's back over. That's very sweet, though, that you have yeah. to do yeah. it. It's, it's literally, this is a metaphor for how what you do with yourself. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. So oh. I, I was just thinking that while you guys were talking. I'm like... Grow yourself. Grow yourself. Throw, put your yeah. trimmings back on. Have a relationship Ooh. with yourself. Okay. Be intimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and just know that it's it's intimate. It changes. It evolves. It, it sounds like yeah, cliche trite like things, also, but... I feel like you planted flowers. That's that's on my back deck. Yeah, right. yeah, that was, yeah. That was also sweet. That was also intimate. I mean, <laughs> I have stories about that because I did learn some lessons. I'd never really done that, and uh, I think I overwatered on the first round, and there, it got moldy in those pots. Mm. <laughs> now, so, let me ask you a, a question yeah. for you to think about at a later time. Okay, <laughs> what were you overwatering within yourself during that season of oh, overwatering gosh. your flowers? Good point. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's I a haunting question. question, actually. It's a haunting question yeah, no, because I, I was pretty wonder. manic about it. I was like, every morning and afternoon at night needs watering. And, and now Scott won't be able to sleep. And you needed it to be... <laughs> yeah, geez. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Honestly, frick, that was like summer of last year. A lot of stuff was going on in our lives at that time. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. 
Let's not go back. Overwatering. Maybe burning. I need sustenance. (laughs) Beauty, please grow. (laughs) Will water help? Water for hire. Oh, man. Well, I think we did. This is amazing. If we if we usually go an hour 40, we've taken two or three breaks at this point. True. So it's fun that we just went all in. Yeah. You know? No this is a break when they're around This me. is a no exactly. edit podcast. Yeah. It's a no edit podcast, but but we do take breaks. Oh, you'll put breaks in? No, 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 no. I mean, usually in an episode this song, every 30 minutes will be like, we're going to Sorry, take a break. I meant like you're not going to have to edit this one no. too much. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Compliments to the chef. Yes, compliments to the chef. We're not going to thought chef. We're not going to edit this. Thought, feelings, and melodic <laughs> melody. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. You're riffing. You had a list, and then the last one. Yeah, it was not. But, but like, come on, the vibe, the vibe chef. <laughs> the, the vibe chef. Okay, I fuck with that. I love that. Like, I what fuck you put with that. that? In your bio. That's I'm my LinkedIn bio. <laughs> Smile. I'm yeah. a vibe chef. There you go. I've never heard that prince phrase before. It's you're the prince one. of mutuality. I'm the prince of mutuality. I'm the vibe chef. I don't know. We got to go. <laughs> we got, we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> I just thought flower over water, but that's not good. <laughs> flower over water. Right. You get to be vibe chef. I'm flower <laughs> over water. <laughs> what a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mason, I know. fuck you. My creativity has run out. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll think, <laughs> we'll think of a better one. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Time for our blessing. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo. Taylor Mayus. Next week, Scott and Daniel Enneagram takeover. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Another mind fuck that will probably occur. (laughs) I've I've opted out of that introspection. (laughs) Yep. That's fair. (laughs) Boundaries are part of the organic nature of your own private introspection. Yes. That's why you have a fence around your backyard. That's right. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How Good to Center Down by Howard Thurman. How good it is to center down, to sit quietly and see oneself pass by. The streets of our minds seethe with endless traffic. Our spirits resound with clashings, with noisy silences. While something deep within hungers and thirsts for the still moment and the resting lull. With full intensity we seek, ere the quiet passes of a fresh sense of order in our living. A direction, a strong, sure purpose that will structure our confusion and bring meaning in our chaos. We'll look at ourselves in this waiting moment, the kinds of people we are. The questions persist. What are we doing with our lives? What are the motives that order our days? What is the end of our doings? Where are we trying to go? Where do we put the emphasis and where are values focused? For what end do we make sacrifices? Where is my treasure and what do I love most in life? What do I hate most in life and to what am I true? Over and over, the questions beat in upon the waiting moment. As we listen, floating up through all the jangling echoes of our turbulence, there's a sound of another kind, a deeper note which only the stillness of the heart makes clear. It moves directly to the core of our being. Our questions are answered, our spirits refreshed, we move back into the traffic of our daily round with the peace of the eternal in our step. How good it is to center down. <laughs>